Hi. Hi. Welcome to Sip, Survive, and Repeat. Uh, you guys, <laughs> this is our first episode we're doing on the record with the video. Check us out on YouTube. Yes, we're going to start a YouTube page so you guys can find us and see us and love us there. And I forgot we were, or, I didn't forget we were doing it, but I didn't think much about it. Well, because we've said it before that we were going to do it and then we just never do it. And right. now we were last week, we were like, we're actually going to do this. Right. And then I was just like, I was the one cool. that was like, we should do this, but yet I didn't do anything to get this started. So thanks to Jenny and Kenny <laughs> for actually following through and me just not doing anything. I mean, I love it. I love everything about it. Uh, I feel real weird not looking at the camera, so I'm just going to give it a little... I did, too. Peaky peak. And we're very pale. We are. We're the palest people I've ever seen. <laughs> it's also the lighting. It is a little bit the lighting. Um, we obviously don't have a professional studio. We are in Danelle's dining room. Mm-hmm. We added a plant Doesn't that's normally not there. We're calling it Kenny because he's not on camera. <laughs> We should make Kenny. Well, I don't want to. Kenny, make say move. something. Over here, I'll, I'll wave. <laughs> <laughs> so exciting! <laughs> oh my gosh, um, Mo, you guys can't see him right now, but I'm sure he'll pop up eventually. He's, of course, always next to Jenny, right here. Right here. We'll see his tail. And uh, if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes, we'll put a link to the YouTube video in there, so then you can see. This is why he's our producer. He yeah. knows stuff. Hey. Um, so now you guys can actually. Oh, there goes Mo. There's oh, there's a bye, lover. there's a kitty cat butt right there. He's like, I'm gonna Goodbye. go throw up again today. <laughs> oh no! I gave him chicken sausage. It's my own fault. Oh, was it maple chicken sausage? It was, Ooh. and he deserved a little piece because Callie got some. <laughs> anyway, I gave Sedona um, some orange chicken. So like that's Declan's favorite thing to eat other than breakfast food. So we had orange chicken. Wait, like Chinese food, orange chicken, or yes. Oh, okay. But I make it. It's from Trader. It's from Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. Which is like the only place that I shop. Remember when I talked about Costco a lot? That's how you're about Trader Joe's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love it. <laughs> well, I walk there from my place, so it's just like... But it's much cooler than Costco. I mean... It is. I, I don't like... I like Costco better. I don't like... Do big, you? I get... I love Costco, obviously. But I get a little overwhelmed in there. Yeah. Well, they have orange chicken. You get... For me... Oh, God. For me and Declan... Um, the orange chicken costs four ninety nine, four dollars and ninety nine cents, mm-hmm. and we um, have two meals out of it. That's like two bucks and two dollars and fifty no cents for two people to eat dinner. Yeah, I mean, yes, we add other stuff to it, like we have rice and usually like a vegetable or a fruit or something. But anywho, um, <laughs> should we talk about our wine? Yes, because you went and actually got our, our wine from our partner. So I let's talk it about this it. Month. We forgot last month, so we went and got Sorry, it this guys. month. Um, it's a vino. It's called vino. It's a cab. Okay. It's funny because when I opened this, I opened it right before you guys got here and I'm like, I hope it's not white wine because I didn't chill it. It's just been sitting in here, but at least it wasn't in my car for a month. Like the one bottle. Correct. So it's called vino. It's a cab. It's from Washington state and that's all I know. We didn't get any cards this time. So oh. I don't really know. It's a uh, Shelly's shit. Where's the box? It's called like Shelly's favorite or something. Sure. 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 Um, well, it's delicious. I think, um, let me take a sip and tell you what I think. Well, let me see what the percentage is. 13.5%. Oh, that's nice. It, it's very smooth. I'm it's, into it. This is a super smooth one, you guys. We really like it. If you are interested in um, getting some Magna wine in your life, um, they carry lots of wines that aren't carried in a lot of stores. Um, and then they also have their own collection uh, so that's the Magna Wine Collection. So you can check those out. Just go to magnawineboutique.com and you can join their wine club. You can purchase, I think, I they think ship you purchase. everywhere yeah. in the country. Yeah. So if you live in the United States of America, get in there. Um, I know we actually do have a lot of listeners now in other countries. Mm-hmm. So um, if you guys have wines that you like that you know might be over here, let us know. Let us know. We'll try them. Yeah, we're always open to trying new wines. Magnet is our partner, and so we love, you know, trying out their wines, and especially because these are part of their wine club. So yeah. if you guys are interested, join the, the wine club. The other wine we got, which we'll try next week, looks really fun. Is it a red, too? No. Oh, it's a white? Mm-hmm. It's like a champagne Well, I'm excited. We think. We're not really sure. Well, I'm excited to try it. I'm hoping next week might be nicer out, because today, it fi- oh. it's just like... It's pouring. It's pouring, and it suddenly got it's cold. It's cold. <laughs> It's cold and it's pouring. <clears throat> I mean, I don't love when it's, it's hot. It's Cleveland. I don't love when it's hot. Like 80 was too much. Ugh. 
But like when it was like 65 and a little crisp and I could wear like a flannel. I'm more of like a high 70s girl. No. No. I want to wear flip-flops and I want to wear not quite shorts yet. Tank tops, <laughs> jeans, flip-flops. That's what I want. I You don't wear shorts in high 70s? No, I do, but I'm not quite there yet. Like oh, man. I feel like I feel I so naked dog ran past it was one of, it was like your decorative flag outside. Oh, and the neighbor's <laughs> um flower basket keeps blowing in our front yard and Oh, is that theirs? Okay. Yeah, we I just saw that it's been there time. for 3 days and we just haven't oh. picked it up yet. Cool, cool, cool. I'm going to walk it down to her house later. Sweet. I Throw it through her front window and see what happens. Oh, she's old and sweet. Oh, I'm kidding. I love her. Obviously. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I do not wear shorts because I thought I couldn't. I thought it was a bad. Look. You can. I thought it was a bad look for me. It's just hard to go from wearing a lot of clothes to not a lot of clothes for me. Oh, like it's a transition. Oh, like I a, just thought my legs and my thighs were too white and too big for well, that. Well, there's sort of that thing. too. I mean, there's that shocker <laughs> where you see them and you're like, hot damn, hot damn. These haven't seen the light of day in a while, but. I did just find the best jeans that have ever existed. It's called Democracy, and they have these jeans. I'm wearing them currently. I've been wearing them for days now. They I'm pretty impressed with the looks of them. I'm not. They look like real jeans, everyone. And they do have elastic in the waist, but they have a button fly. I mean, they have a like zipper and a button. regular jeans. Yeah, they're regular jeans. Yeah. They're just so comfy. Should we really quickly say what this is for people that are, if someone stumbles upon us on YouTube... Didn't we already? Oh, you mean like talk about what actually sips or repeat is? Yeah. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if they're already this far, if they haven't left yet. <laughs> After we talked about wine and jeans and clothes. Cats. Anyway, first off, let's finish your jeans. Oh, but I, I was just going to say, I bought a pair of shorts from them just to And like, you like the shorts too? I haven't tried the shorts okay. yet. They're coming. So. I want, I want a full report on those. Because actually, I'm going to buy a black pair of those jeans because they're really cute. They're amazing. And so. they look like freaking jeans. Yes, okay. they look like real jeans. You would never know that there's elastic in the waistband. It's amazing. And I pretty much exclusively wear leggings. I actually went on their website and wrote a five-star review and was like, mm. what is this sorcery? I, I love Athleta's jeans. Mm-hmm. They feel like leggings, but I feel like those are more of a legging material. So I, I could switch. I'm open to it. It's magic. And I think they're less expensive. Hmm. So, anywho... Um, all right, so if you just tuned in and you made it through all that bullshit. Yeah, Sip congratulations. Sips or ride repeat. What do we do? We're a podcast that talks about wine and <laughs> survival stories and also just a bunch of other shit that doesn't make sense. Our lives. Our lives. We don't know if anyone cares, but we don't care if but you we don't each ca- if tell, you care. <laughs> we each tell a survivor story and talk about it, laugh, laugh cry, comment about it, and then yeah. we finish with weird news from Kenny. Kenny does that. That lightens the mood. Yeah. So it's a good time. We also are starting mini episodes coming out soon. Um, those will be uh, mostly uh, weird news. And then I also do strange remedies from the past because those intrigue me so much. So that's the gist of it. Yeah. When we come out every Tuesday, well, the episodes come out every Tuesday. We don't come out every yeah. Tuesday. We're all out in whatever sexual orientation we'd like and (laughs) and so anyway but it comes out every Tuesday and then Thursday will be our shorter episodes and uh I think that's the gist that's the gist yeah that's all you need to know yeah and um and write us review like us subscribe yeah we're you know what to do we're stuck at 119 reviews uh we would like to increase that yeah um because that's how you make your way in the podcast world is rating reviews and subscriptions so help us out do it today oh we also like to sing randomly sorry we're not good at it just fast forward (laughs) through this part (laughs) okay let's talk about survival okay do you want to go first i know you like to i I have mine is a lot of pages oh yours is too looks like a serial killer wrote you can't see it um, cause the pages are lighter. Than I, again, are. this week was going to do one story and then I changed today. Why do you keep doing that? Because I just, <laughs> I don't know because I won already kind of written yeah. and I was like, I'll do that one cause I was running out of time. And then I got and went down this rabbit hole. Uh huh. Hopefully I don't think we've done this one yet. It doesn't sound familiar. <laughs> okay. So this is the survival story of Abby Hernandez. Okay. And Abby is, at the time, 15. She grew up in New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. She, her mom, she, she has a single mom, or her mom is a single mom. Oh, boy. A single, yeah. A single parent. Yeah. It's a just her mom. mom and her sister. Great. Her sister's name is Sarah. 
And um, Abby is just a vibrant 15-year-old. She's a good kid. She's not into drugs. She has a boyfriend who magically they have like a non-toxic high school relationship, which I don't know anybody that has ever had that. I mean, I had, I didn't have any toxic relationships, but I also just didn't have any relationships. I just feel like, (laughs) well, I feel like, like the guys I dated in high school, not that they were toxic, but it's just, you're so emotional in high school. Like it's just so dramatic. Isn't it weird how much hormones are raging? And just the shit you do, like I could tell you stories. Everything is so dramatic. So dramatic. Okay. So it seems like her and her boyfriend had a great relationship. Like there was nothing weird going on. And so she's 15, so she's a freshman in high school. And um, this is in New Hampshire. Did I say that? You did. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> COVID. Excuse me. I haven't <laughs> got my shot yet. Um, okay. <clears throat> so she goes to school one, one day. It's October 9th, 2013. And she typically takes the bus home uh-huh. from school. And her mom noticed on that day that she didn't get off the bus. Uh-oh. But like I said, she's a good kid. So her mom texted her right away and she was just like, hey, just wanted to check to see if like if you went somewhere after school and forgot to tell me or are you walking home? And there's no response like for hours, which is super weird. Mm-hmm. And um, so her mom quickly knew that there was something was wrong. So she drove to the high school. Yes. And this is a small town. Everybody knows everybody. So even like she said, she walked into the school and the library and knew exactly who she was and who her daughter was. And the librarian had made a comment to her, like, yeah, I haven't seen her all day. Oh, like, no. She, but she went to school in the morning. Yeah. And then just after a certain time period, no one had seen her. Mm-hmm. So um, what do you think kids today do in libraries? I know when I was in high school, which does not answer your question because that was a long time ago. <laughs> we can ask Kenny in a second, but go ahead. We would play Euchre. <laughs> and... I was also like, I'm really good at Euchre, or I was, and I was like the ninth period Euchre champion. Well, I mean, it wasn't a, there wasn't like a Euchre team, but I was really good. (laughs) Well, we played Euchre and we did anything but read read books. Great. So that's what we did. Okay. Kenny, what'd you, did you go to the library? I did. Well, first off, I went to get books because I did read books a lot as a kid, but we would go after school. This is already going to be outdated. Uh, I wasn't allowed to have social media, so we'd go and like make MySpace pages and Facebook pages. Did when you got have MySpace? I had MySpace. I never even had MySpace. That was, I had MySpace. MySpace was like seventh the freshman year. I'm and a then late after adapter. that, it was like Facebook. I had MySpace, I think, senior year of college. See, I never got into it. Even, in fact, Facebook, I didn't even get into until my first job. I was like, I didn't oh, get into what's it either until my first book job. Book of Face. Yeah. Well, we couldn't, though, because at first it only came out to It colleges. was colleges, yeah. And I was out of college at that point when it so came out. So what do you think they do now, right? <laughs> um, hang out. Make TikTok videos, hang out. Oh. You know what I've decided, and I'm, then we can get back to your story, I swear. I'm going to start a TikTok because I feel like all the TikTok. I'm not doing it. No, I feel I like all the TikTok dancers, there's a lot of, like, hands. It's stupid moves. Boop, 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 boop. And you can't dance. You're not good. Listen, you, the TikTok people. When I start a TikTok, they it's gonna, haven't seen your moves yet. It's going to be like, I think the name of the TikTok account could be like butt dancing only or like, I don't know. I mostly all my dancing, it happens from like butts only down here. It's like a very butt forward. Mo- I grew up in a hip hop era. Okay. You sure did. <laughs> and a hip hop area. You sure did, Jenny. I mean, I can shake my butt faster than anyone I've ever seen. Jenny's a great dancer. I will give you that. I just feel I can't. You know why I can't get into TikTok? Because everyone else is into it. And that's the kind of person I am. And I can't help it. If if it's it's cool, I don't want to do it. I just, I feel like I just want to be famous. So I'm going to like go with any avenue I can. Well, just bring me along for the ride. Okay. I'm going to ride on your coattails. Okay. Okay. I'm not going to be famous. I don't think this is going to take off. But it's worth a try, right? I think you should do like butts only or call it like yeah like the idea of like like mama's got back (laughs) sure (laughs) we can never let Declan see this do you watch it's always sunny in Philadelphia no okay it's a side conversation okay okay great show Continue. Um, okay so she she wasn't at school she's not at school the library (laughs) the librarians like haven't seen her all day so she calls the police and unlike some police stations they were like let's put out a missing person's report asap or some police stations like you have what to wait 48 hours 23 or 2013 I think yeah 2013 okay. Okay. so this police station was like we're gonna put out an amber alert right away oh my god I think and you said this play station I was like <laughs> I could have like 
I, you did say PlayStation. No, I didn't. <laughs> she, she said police said station. station. Police station. <laughs> Kenny, F off. Quit messing with me. I'm not tipsy yet. I am. Look at I'm just downing Here, this. Here, finish like, this. And then no, this is sh- a heavy pour. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Shh. Okay. Shh. <laughs> they set up a search party immediately. Okay. Helicopters, ATVs, FBI, door-to-door, full-blown search. Horses? Because she was a horse lover. Um oh. No, I, I don't think her. they. I don't think they did horses, but okay, sure. It, I saw a horse on the street of Cleveland yesterday. Oh, like a police officer yep. horse. Oh, it was cute. I've always wanted to pet one of those in a weird way. <laughs> um, they had almost three hundred tips come in, and none of them panned out. Yeah. Uh, they also did nightly news conferences or like news reports where like her mom would go on. They would play a clip of her mom like saying. Um, Abby, I love you so much. If you're, if you're somewhere, we're looking for you. Don't give up hope. Like sending her messages over the, you know, newscast. The local newscast. Right. And a lot of people thought she was a runaway. They're like, oh, maybe she ran away. But she didn't have, she didn't take her money. She had no clothes. She had no suitcase. Like she just vanished. Did she have her cell phone? Well, her cell phone, the last time her cell phone pinged was, I think it was a mile from her house. So No. She did, but then it's gone. Terrifying. Okay. So, and her mom and her friends and her boyfriend, everybody was just like, she wouldn't have run away. Like her, it was three days before her 15th birthday party. So she actually wasn't 15 yet. And her and her mom were planning this like big celebration with her friends and all this stuff. And so her mom's like, there is no way she would have missed this. So... The last text message that they did find out that she sent was her... Most cheating on me. (laughs) Come here. You, I know. You're so cute. Um, her boyfriend had sent her a text that said, I love you. And she oh. sent him back a heart emoji. And that's oh. the last text exchange or any like text messages she had. So let's see. Don't, you guys, don't worry. This is called sip, survive, repeat. So people survive. Yeah, exactly. So one month later, mm-hmm. one month rolls around. A no, month? A month. Nothing. Jesus Christ. Nothing. So her mom is like obviously freaking out day to day. Like she's losing her shit like she's thinking she's walking around town or driving around town and she's like that person could have done it that person could have taken her like Mm. she's just like doesn't trust anybody naturally and she also stopped doing like the day-to-day things like picking up the mail and just like you know she's having a really hard time with her daughter been there been there get it girl yeah that's hard so one day she does get the mail and it's a it's been a month and she's sorting through it and there's this weird letter that's postmarked and she doesn't recognize like the hand well she recognizes the handwriting but she doesn't know where it's from so she opens it and if you get a handwritten like a hand addressed aren't you immediately like what the fuck is this yeah well you kind of get excited and then when you're scammed and it's a marketing company with really good like fake handwriting that pisses me off it makes me and don't put in a big envelope to make me think like I won something no don't do that because then I'm just gonna throw it away no I mean I'm gonna do that anyway with rage yes I'm never gonna use your company (laughs) and you know what I also don't want a car warranty so stop stop calling me okay so her mother opened the letter and she recognized the handwriting and it was from Abby yay and essentially I was gonna read the letter but essentially it says I'm safe I just I chose to leave I'm fine I just you know I wanted to start a new life and I love you and just know that I'm fine that doesn't Um, sound right but her mom did say that she noticed some of the grammar and the way certain things were phrased that it wasn't like, yes, it was her daughter's handwriting, but it wasn't her daughter writing it. So she showed it to police, but police kept it on the DL because they were like, what if she did find a way to get this letter out and someone is, does have her captured and they find out that we got the letter and then they hurt her. Does that make sense? Yes. Or they also just wanted to investigate further. So they kept the letter on the down low and then six months has had passed. Mm -hmm. And finally they released to the public that I don't know that a full six months, but time had passed. They finally released to the public saying that they received this letter and the public kind of backfired on her mom and her family and the police. And they were just, the community were, they were just like, Oh, we wasted all this time and money and resources searching for this girl. And she's just a runaway. Like, it, it, it worked Rude. for the community. They they actually believed the letter. Where the police and the mom and her sister were just like, this isn't her. She didn't do this. Mm-mm. So the whole time the police was on the mom's side. But the community kind of did shun her a little bit. And were not very kind to her during this time, which is awful. Even if, okay, even if you do believe that the child is a runaway. It's it not doesn't like, matter. It's She's not like 15. The mom's not, it's not like the mom's not grieving a loss. No matter what. Right? Her and child a little is girl. Ugh. And maybe, okay, let's say she did run away. Maybe something so traumatic happened to her that made her run. Like, right. Everyone needs to fuck off. Gross. Um, 
Exactly. So um, at this time, there's a lot of turmoil going on in the community. Um, the police station or the police force is still searching for her, but they just, they're not coming up with anything. They also offer a $60,000 reward too. So Ooh. Cash so, money. Cash money. So one day, one night, one evening, Abby's mom's on the phone in her living room, and it's July, so it's been about nine months. Well, a couple different articles said a year and a half. One article I read said nine months, so I'm not really sure how much time had passed, but okay. it's July evening. Mom's on the phone, and um, she hears the door open, her front door open, and she hears her daughter Abby's voice. Ah! And she's like, I got to go, and hangs up the phone. And it's her daughter walking through the door, and she just gives her a hug and starts crying and is just like – a mess like she looks fine uh-huh. but she's just like a mess emotionally okay so it's so confused right now so it turns out it took abby a couple days to open up because you know she was scared the person she was kidnapped i'll tell you the story how it happened she was kidnapped but her kidnapper threatened he said i know where you live i know your family if you tell anybody i will i will come back to kill you and your entire family i hate when people do that i know but she didn't listen. She's still, good. I mean, good. Yeah. Don't She's listen. smart at this. She's very smart. So um, she decided to finally tell police. She, she was hesitant to tell police because she also was in captivity for so long. She, she started to like, not like her captor, but she felt bad for him because yeah. that's what happens. It's what's it called? Um, Stockholm syndrome. Right. Um, or it's also called something else like ab- abductors or, victim something or the other but it's the same thing so even though she survived from this experience she still like had a little bit of a liking towards him because she was with him for so long and she didn't know any better and she's a kid right so here's how it goes here's how um his name is nate kibbe here's how he abducted her so i already hate him she's a and and here's the thing too she's a smart girl like Mm -hmm. it can happen like you got to talk to your kids and she knew she even said she's like i knew about stranger danger like (laughs) It's a small community, and I felt safe. Mm-hmm. So she had left school. It was around 3 o'clock. And that day she had wore these really cute black boots with a little bit of a heel on them, like a Ooh. like a little black heel. Okay. And she decided to walk home. Mm. And so she I was – I say no. If you're wearing heels, you don't walk. Well, they were starting to hurt her feet. So she took her she took oh. her boots off, and she's walking. Abby. And she's like, oh, my God, my feet are killing me. So this nice man pulls up in a car, and he says – Hey, I noticed, you know, do you want to ride? I can, I'm heading that way. Like, or where do you live? And she's like, oh, I'm, and she didn't even tell him where she lived. She actually gave him the address to a restaurant. So she was even smart enough to not give him her like actual home address. She's like, oh, I'm actually going to this restaurant down the street. Can you, yeah. He was like, yeah, I'll drop you off. So she gets in the car Mm -mm. and she said, he's super nice, super normal. Nothing seems fishy. And he's like, actually, you know what? I got to stop at this home. I have to stop at the Home Depot. And she's like, okay, sure. Like, it's on the way to the restaurant. It's fine. So they pull into Home Depot, and he pulls way in the back, like, to where the garbage cans are and stuff like Mm -hmm. that. Like, the places people don't go. No, that's not where you go when you go to Home Depot. No, and she knew. She said as she went to grab for the door handle to jump out of the car. There was no door handle? No, there was a door handle. Okay. But that would have made for a really good story. (sighs) Um, She knew she was in a lot of trouble. Yeah. She she felt it. Um, He took... um, handcuffs and handcuffed her he had a gun held to her Mm. and then he also put a hoodie hooded sweatshirt over her her face like Mm. to cover her face and he also had a taser and he was tasering her too like while he was driving (gasps) yeah so they drove for quite a bit and he takes her to this remote location she can't see anything and um he gets her out of the car and he throws her over his shoulder and you know takes her to this room so he takes her the the hoodie off of her face and he duct tapes her mouth well first he puts a gag in her mouth then he duct tapes her mouth and then he puts a motorcycle helmet on her head which is very similar to the the box the um not the box the the cleveland case with uh, amanda berry oh really wasn't when she was abducted he put like a motorcycle helmet oh really i didn't know that yeah um and she noticed the room that she's in has like um has a don't tread on me flag which i think is marines maybe I don't know. It's one one of the armed services. Not that that's relevant at all to, to this, but right. um, the room she's in has, like, green shade carpet. The wall is covered with, like, 
tools and just weird shit. There's a camera in the room and he's just playing heavy metal music the whole time. Oh, terrible. So when she screams, no one can hear her. Right. So he sexually assaults her and eventually she becomes his captor or captive. captive. Thank you. She becomes his captive for months and months and months. And at this, I'm a little confused because at this point she said that she had not seen his face, but I don't know how he picked her up in the car. Right. So he like disguised his identity a lot of the time, but then eventually he started showing his face. Like a baseball hat and like glasses or something. Yeah. Like a little, some type of disguise. So I'm not really clear on that, but eventually over time, her strategy, again, she's 15 years old. Her strategy was to befriend him and also just get him to trust her because mm-hmm. she knew that was the only way she was getting out of there. Yeah. So over time, he would um, let her read cookbooks, and she noticed on one of the cookbooks that he gave her to read um, was his name. So she was like, oh, your name is Nate Kibbe. And he was like, how did you know that? Oh. And he was also very abusive this whole time too. Like he said, she said one of the times he – um, put the gag in her mouth, but he also installed a tube that would squirt water. Like she'd have to press a button and it would put water, like squirt water in her mouth. Oh. So she would have to like live with this gag in her mouth so she could get water. Like it was a very awful traumatic experience. She was raped nonstop on and off again. Those weren't her exact, exact words, but that's kind of what I took from the story. And um, so he also taught her how to make counterfeit money. Okay. Like it's, it was like his side life hustle, skills. life skills. So that was his hi- side hustle. And that's kind of what he was. Her job was to help him make counterfeit money. Oh. And this also turns out to be his demise because one night he leaves the house and he also told her like the, the, the door is like all wired up and it's, it's, it'll blow up if you, if you leave and I'm watching you, you know, he threatens her all these things. So she doesn't leave or do anything. So one night he does leave and he gets a prostitute. And goes to a motel room and, you know, him and this prostitute do their thing. Or sex worker. Yes. They do their thing. And um, he, the the sex worker says that he was very kind to her and, like, played with her hair and was just very gentle with her. And when she woke up afterwards, there was $150 on the, like, nightstand. So she's like, great, I can go to Walmart and get groceries for her family. Mm Mm-hmm. And so she goes to Walmart afterwards, and she's purchasing her groceries and pays. And then the the cashier's like, hold on one second. And she's like, oh, okay. And then two police officers come up, and they arrest her. And here, it was counterfeit money. Uh, so. What a doucher. Well, so this sex worker gets a phone call. She gets to make a phone call. So she has his number. So she calls him, which is very kind of her. And she said, hey, just a heads up. I just got arrested at Walmart for buying groceries with the counterfeit money you left me, and they're on their way to your house. Like, they, know, I know your name. Like, they know who you are. Like, you better clear out whatever you have because they're coming to get you. Mm. So he got this phone call. So basically what he said to, um, to Abby is he had to let her go, mm-hmm. and that's what happened. So because he messed up with a sex worker and gave her counterfeit money, he knew the police were on, on the way to his house. Mm-hmm. He... Um, made her wear the same clothes she was wearing whenever he abducted her, took her in the car and then drove her a mile from her house and basically was like, get out of the car. And she, and he was like, and if you tell anybody the story, like, here's the story you need to tell everybody. If you, if you go off the story, I will find you and I will kill you. Mm. And she just like, she said, once he drove away, she started laughing because she couldn't believe it. She's like, I thought I was going to die in that house. And I thought I would never get out. And it turns out she was only a mile from her home. So she walked home and then she walked into her mom's door, front door. And that's how she escaped. Oh my God. Isn't that bananas? Yes. So, so this guy's just a dumbass. That's he's perfect. He's a super dumbass. And he has a, a huge criminal record. I'm not even, there's so much I missed too. Like if you're really into it, just research it. I don't know. There's a lot, there's a lot of other details I looked at. Like he at one point was like, oh, this, this, um, the gag I have in your mouth is too, is inhumane. So I'm going to put a shock collar on you instead. So like he did. And then he was like, I'm going to move you to a different location at one point. And, um, he put her in the trunk of his car and drove in circles, which she didn't know this. And she thought he took her to another spot, but really he just took her back to where she was, but a different like spot in the house. Cause she was confined to a room mm-hmm. anyway, creepy, super weird. So they ended up finding him four days later. 
Okay. This piece of shit. He pleaded guilty, seven counts of kidnapping and assault. Mm-hmm. Um, and he received 45 to 90 years in prison, which I still don't think is long enough, but okay. Um, he's been in and out of uh, juvie and jail. And he has, a, like I said, a really a pretty bad rap sheet. And um, she did make a statement in court where she told him that she forgave him. And she actually thanked him because, and she got a little bit of flack for this, but the FBI said that she's like, if they had to write a profile book on what to do if you're a victim in this situation, she did everything right. They were like, Abby did every step right. And essentially what she said in her statement was, if it weren't for what you put me through, I wouldn't appreciate freedom and the sunrise every day. And she said, and I forgive you for that. So... And she's doing well. She's she's had a baby since then. Aww. I don't know if she's married or what else is going on in her life, but um, life is good for her and her mom and her sister and and all is well. And that piece of shit's rotting in, in jail. Oh, so that is a story Yay. of Abby Hernandez. Abby, so crazy, right? Just walks right through her mom's front door. I just can't believe he just let her go. He had to. I mean, I get he had to. I mean, he but he could have also just killed her. He also lived in a trailer in like a very like foresty area. So they weren't, they wouldn't have found her if he would not have let her go or she wouldn't have escaped or, or if she would have escaped, she would be stuck there. Right. It and it was like, we near anything. Yes. No. So interesting. I'm sweating. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't know why. Maybe it's cause the camera's there. Maybe my red. No, a little. Am I? Yeah. Can he cut this out? No, just kidding. It's on camera now. Bitch. <laughs> Um, so I, I moved away for just just a moment from our favorite friend, Charisma Carpenter. Next week, Charisma. Next week, Charisma. I'll be back. Um, I also just felt like I needed a break from like the true crime stuff for a minute, even though I feel like, and I feel like it's good that you did one then. Um, so let's just, before we begin. Do it. Do you want me to fill you up while you're? Mm -hmm. Okay. My back is sweaty. Oh my God. Uh, now you know what I feel like. I know. <laughs> okay. So don't give me all of it. Oh, Good just, God, woman. Kenny doesn't want any more. He's trying to drink less. I know. Good for him. Okay. I did um, one of my other favorite survival mm-hmm. stories called uh, I Shouldn't Be Alive, I believe is the name of it. Oh. It's it's also a great one. Wait. Um Okay. That's the ahead. name of the series. It's called, oh, I okay. Shouldn't, it's called I Shouldn't Be Alive. How do I not know about this? And this episode was called Blood on the Mountain. Oh, shit. There's a mountain and there's blood. Yes. Sign me up. No, I'm pretty sure you've done a story from I Shouldn't Be Alive before. I would, like, I source anything I wouldn't remember. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here's my source for that story. 2020 and some lovely girl's YouTube channel, which I should give her a shout out, but I don't remember the name. That's fine. That's fine. Um, Kenny, good memory. Well, this one is called Blood on the Mountain. And it's a story of Matt Briggs. Does that sound familiar, anyone? Nope. No. And even Great. if it did, I wouldn't say anything. Because <laughs> last time it like ruined my, no, my whole day. About it. Okay. So um, Matt Briggs, uh, he was originally from the UK. Okay. We have some listeners there. Shout Yay. out. Um, but he decided that he wanted to move to New Zealand. Oh, I hear New Zealand is beautiful. That's the rumor. That's the rumor Never been. the straight. Never been. Um, I thought you were going to say New Jersey. <laughs> no, but I have been there. Been there. I haven't. Really? Yeah. Oh, which I, it's okay. My, well, my friend. No she, offense to New Jersey. No. I mean, my, Cleveland. I mean, hello. Yeah. Uh, my friend lives in Jersey City. So. Cool. Anywho. Um, so he was a 33-year-old Englishman. Uh, he was recently divorced. Um, and he was running a store with his ex. Ooh. And he hated it. Yeah. Who he, wouldn't? Well, and it was partially because it was his ex, and it was partially because he didn't really love running a store. It just wasn't his oh. calling in life. And all he wanted to do was go hiking in the mountains, which I was like, mm, I'd rather run a store. No. No. It sounds terrible. Especially in New Zealand. Yeah. It sounds dangerous. Yeah. So he has found some people to cover for him at the store. Do you know what kind of store it was? Like, do they no, sell? They never a, said like special brews or anything. They never no? said, oh. but he found someone to cover the store. It's the important things I want to know. Yeah, exactly. 
We can guess. We can speculate. Did they sell lottery tickets? Just kidding. I don't know if they have. Do they have lottery there? Probably. Okay. Um, I'm going to say that they sold. Um, I'm picturing like a convenience store. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Like, yeah. Sure. So he found someone to cover a shift. Yeah. Basically run the store because oh. he was like the owner. Okay. Um, so hiking was what he said his was his relief and his relaxation. And I said, it sounds terrible. I mean. But some people love it. It's better shit. than working. Agreed. Um, and so he is going to go hiking with his dog for a week. Oh, that's my dream. Callie, you wouldn't make it. No, she wouldn't. Not in this Honey. train. Get ready mm-hmm. for this shit. So he writes a note to the people who are covering for him. And he puts down his due-to-leave date. And he also puts on there a panic date. Oh, which means if I, so smart. if I'm not back by this date, please Something's alert. wrong. Please alert authorities. Great tip. God. So Great fucking tip. smart. All right. So. If I'm not back from the Outer Banks by March 10th, something happened. You mean May 10th? May, shit. May 10th. Now I'm drunk a little bit. I'll be in Mexico, so Kenny is now in charge of that. Kenny, you're in charge of me. Of the panic date. May 10th. Don't forget it. Okay. He has his dog, whose name is Little Dog, also known as LD. Oh, I'm like, that's such a dorky name. I love it. And um, they kind of just like loved spending time together. And he had adopted her, like rescued her. And she was a very timid and shy dog who was scared of everything when he first got her. Um, And so he loved that she was becoming more adventurous with him, especially on these hikes that they took together. So it was just a really cute relationship. And I knew you would love that. (laughs) So, <laughs> hook, line, sinker, sold. Okay. Here's the thing about New Zealand. So they're in the Alps, the New Zealand Alps, which I didn't know that was a thing, but it either. is. Okay. And they're in the southern part, which again means not much to me, but cool. So tropically. Here's what they maybe? said. There's no trails. They have to forge a path through all of the terrain. So there's like, this is like serious hiking. Yeah. This isn't like. Ooh, I'm gonna walk up to this trail that somebody made, you know, with some cement or right, asphalt. Which is and what walk we would it. do. Yeah, like basically when I go hiking, it's like an There's intense a trail. Walk. Yeah. It's an intense because walk. I don't want to get lost. Correct. <laughs> um, so he has to forge a path, and they they call it bush bashing, which also sounds like a weird sexual thing if you think about it the wrong way. I mean, they're bashing it with a machete. I don't like know. He's he ha- cutting. He down didn't the bush. have a machete, but oh. like I don't. Yeah, you're basically. I and mean, I watch like, a lot of Naked and Afraid, so I feel like that's you're what basically they would do. breaking down a lot of bush. Great, if you know what I mean. Okay, um, so it takes him three days, and he is trying to get above the tree line. Like that's the goal. So like you have to like go through all this bush to mm-hmm. get above the tree line to a place where it's more like rocky and like mountainous. Okay. So he gets there. And he's excited, which I'm like, well, sounds terrible. The terrain is really rough. It's really rocky and it's super uneven. And he gets to like the summit of where he wanted to be, which is at 5,500 feet. Ooh. Okay. Yeah. And he can see the ice plateaus of Mount Cook, which is like what apparently he was going for. Oh. And I was like, good for you, sir. Good for you, Matt. So active. God, so fucking oh. active. And Little Dog was there the whole time, which is like so cute. Oh. And like not on a leash, just fucking. He's one of those cool dogs that yeah. just follow you. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, believe me. He gets even cooler. Oh. Just get ready. Oh, I'm going to love this story. Um, okay. So at this ele- elevation, there are no people, no plants, no animals, and the temperatures can fall dramatically at night meaning below freezing no terrible oh sounds awful matt what are you doing why would you do this to yourself alone with a dog okay so he makes it to this summit he's super excited and jazz he sees mount cook he's like yay i did it and then he's like okay now let's head back down which again is part of the reason i hate hiking because you like get to a summit or a and point, then you're like and then you just have to turn around and do the same shit you just did but backwards right very good point but also you okay you do get to experience like some beauty where you look out and you're like wow that's really beautiful you know what? it's beautiful out your windows here in in beautiful west like ohio it is and it stopped raining everyone so and the sun's out the sun is out um okay but yeah great point i hate 
I just here's it. I just don't like hiking. I, I'm a bad person. I don't I feel know. Like why I feel like if I went to Colorado or something, yeah, or if I went to like South Carolina, I would enjoy it. We, you know what? I did a really nice hike in Oregon, um, and you enjoyed it. I did. It, my feet and ankles killed afterwards. You probably I did not the wear right so, shoes. I didn't have supported enough shoes. I needed hiking boots. Well, if you would have wore that shirt you're wearing today. <laughs> You would have been all set. I'm a lumberjack. <laughs> I told Denali that I look a little bit like, like a, a lumberjack. Like a lumberjack today. But um, I didn't, I, you don't think about it that you're only going to be shot from here up. The whole outfit's really I cute. Think, I think you look cute. Thank you. Um, okay. So he, he has to go, get back down to the valley uh, because that's where he can find shelter and like uh-huh. pitch his tent. <laughs> There's a lot of bush bashing and. Pitch and tents in the story. And pitching. <laughs> um, his goal, actually, though, is he saw on his way up, um, There's they had these hunter's cabins, and he said it was about um, two miles away from where he was on the summit. Okay. And so the hunter's cabins are just like these kind of like crude cabins or like buildings that anyone can stay in. Um, a lot of times they'll have like running water and stuff like that, so you can like oh, that's nice. replenish yourself. Get some um, shut eye. Yeah, without having to pitch a tent. Um, or knock down some bush. Right, or b- bash bush. So um, he starts heading that way, and little dog is right there with him. And um, all of a sudden, he starts um, kind of going down a little faster than he wanted to, oh. and he slips and falls, and he starts sliding down on his back. No. And he thinks he's going to, like, stop eventually, but he just keeps speeding up because where he is just keeps getting steeper no. and steeper and steeper. What about Little Dog? I don't know what the fuck Little Dog's doing at this point. Oh, look. But we're just going fast at this point. Like, it's basically like... He's falling down a mountain. We're sledding, but yeah. without snow, and it's kind of With terrible. rocks and boulders and bush. Yeah. And um, a lot of bush. And so he's sliding. All of a sudden, he notices there's a cliff up ahead. Mm. And he's not going to be able to stop himself oh, before he gets to the cliff. Oh, shit. So, just like the cartoons, he just <gasps> flies off the cliff. He does? He does. Oh, Jenny. Flies the fuck off a cliff. He thinks while he's falling, he said it took an eternity. He said he felt like he was in the air forever. Terrifying. And he said he started seeing, like, all the visions of, like, his life flashing. Yeah, do you think you, da-da-da-da. like, if I were, I was driving across this big bridge and around our area and I was like they've been working on it for like two years and I'm like if this bridge collapses what will I be thinking first off I always set my music before I go across like a a, a bridge that's getting worked on sorry there's cat hair flying everywhere <laughs> Sorry, Jesus. and I'm like what song would I want to like I don't want to go down with this song so I make sure it's a song I like which is very morbid but like is there a is, is there a specific song you like no, to listen to but for I'm your just like, if it's death? like if it's like flow rider staying alive yeah uh, yeah uh, uh, if it's a terrible alive, song I don't want to die alive. to it Okay. But my point is, is like, I wonder. <laughs> That's a crazy thing to do. It is, I know. But it's, it's it, insane, I actually and do I love it. About I actually you. do it, though. Is I've this, never told is anybody. Is this a Valley View Bridge? It is. It's so <laughs> scary. And halfway through, uh, as I'm driving across, I'm like, oh my God, here it goes. And then I then I have to turn the music down because I want to hear for all noises. In case it's cracking okay, and crumbling yeah, below yeah. you. Anyway, my point is, is I wonder what you think as you're like falling. Like, are you he's, just? Like, I mean, he said he just his saw life s- is flashing before his eyes. Basically, he just. I mean, that was the gist of what he was saying. Although we've had other survivors say that that's not what happened to them yeah. at all. So I think it's just very dependent on the person. I feel like I would have a panic attack and then I would pass out. I think I would pass out. Yeah, because my body does not. My blood pressure do would get well so high. That. I would just be like. Yeah. Okay. But I'm sure he doesn't. No, he doesn't. A he, badass. But he does not remember the point of impact. So he doesn't thank remember God. hitting the ground, which I was like, yeah, thank God. Good to Good. know. So maybe when your body hits that kind of trauma, you don't remember that part, which is well, good. Well, think about it. If you're in like a car accident or you have a really bad injury, you never remember the actual impact or the, the pain that is associated with it. So. Right. Okay. Okay. So he doesn't remember that. Um, and he, when he hits the ground and he comes to, he thinks... Wow, I can't believe I'm still alive. He's like, I can't believe heaven's this green. <laughs> I can't believe I'm on the ground in heaven. So no. he's like, I'm still alive. Shit. He's like, I'm still alive. And he's like, and that wasn't that bad. So he tries to move. Mm-mm. Oh, Matt, you mm. silly son of a bitch. Your bones are all broken. Pretty much. So adrenaline had been coursing through him. But his injuries included, and not limited to, but included a wrist that was completely smashed. He said he looked at it 
and where it's supposed to be straight, he said it was jutting out about an inch or two. Oh, shit. Oh. Meaning the bone was... Okay. I mean, not out of the skin, but just like but it was still, It was crooked. It wasn't yeah. It wasn't correct. It doesn't need to be sticking out of the skin to be gross. Okay. Uh, his ankle, as the narrator of the story said, was pulverized. And I was like... Ugh. So what they said happened is his tibia, which is like the big like bone you have running down your shin area, like the lower part of your leg is okay. your tibia, is no longer connected to his ankle bone. It is disgusting. It is pressing against the skin and could break through the skin at any moment. Oh. I'm watching this, and I was almost vomiting. Oh. Like, I had to turn my head, because they were showing, like, they had the reenactor, like, had some sort of, like, prosthetic or something, and I was like, mm-mm. So they were, like, showing it on, yeah. And the reenactment. Um, and then he also felt down his leg, and he felt blood, like, well, he felt something warm and wet, and he was like, oh, okay. And he looks, and there's a huge gash going through his thigh. Mm, he's in and it's bad bleeding. shape. So those are his main injuries. I'm sure there were other situations going on that he didn't get into. But those were the main things that really caused an issue. Okay. So um, what he has to do at this point, because night is about to fall, is he... And he gets cold. He gets cold as fuck out there. So he has to, he has to pitch the tent. So he, um, thankfully, it was in a backpack on him, so he it was still <laughs> attached to him. So he, um, uh, little dog comes running down. Little dog made it? LD didn't fall off the cliff, ran down the correct way, like a normal little, person. Little dog's like, dummy, this way. <laughs> yeah, little dog's like, listen, bitch, you could just gone down this way. I don't know why you're jumping <laughs> off cliffs. The fuck? So little dog's there. He he starts to pitch the tent. He said it was the most excruciating pain because trying to pitch a tent with one broken hand that's like, yeah, uh, is not good. And he um he had like the little things that you put in the ground. Oh, the tent. How did he you know the that? tent yeah. poles, and he had to hold them with his wait with his bad hand. I think yeah, he held them with his bad hand, like the wrist, the broken wrist hand. And he used a big rock that he had to like pound them in because he could, usually he would just press it in with his other hand, but he couldn't. Yeah, the strength. And he said anytime he would like miss or slightly like it would hit the broken ah, wrist. And he said it was just like, no. Uh, that night it was three to four degrees below freezing. Um, God, terrible. And he, when he felt like, okay, so when he had to pitch the tent, he had to like crawl through a bunch of rocks and stuff to get to an area that was flat enough to pitch the tent. So while he was crawling with all of his gear on his back, Mm -hmm. he had crawled through like some like water, like small stream kind of stuff. And his, his gear, like his, um, sleeping bag got soaked. Oh, great. So now he doesn't have his big negative and it's negative. Yeah. Well, it's not negative. It's, but it's going to be in the night. No, no, it's under, it's three to four degrees below freezing. So to us, oh, below freezing. let's be honest, I would have been like, this is fine. But oh. I'm from Ohio. So. <laughs> no, that's terrible. It's I, still not good. I thought you said below zero. No, like, three to four below freezing. Okay, got it. Still very still cold. Still cold. Cold as fuck. You don't want to be still out with, couldn't do it. without a sleeping bag. So he decides he's going to put on all of his clothes that he brought. Yeah. That's what he decides. But, but to do that with a broken, say, with a broken ankle and a broken wrist, he said, again, Among other things. Yeah, excruciating. Like, mm-hmm. just really bad pain. And um, I guess I didn't, I don't know if Little Dog or LD liked to sleep outside to keep an eye on stuff or what, but he decided um, that he wanted Little Dog to come in and snuggle with him so that they could keep each other warm. Yeah. So um, LD comes in, they snuggle all night, and they both just shiver and shiver and shiver together in the tent because there is no sleeping bag that's dry okay so he uses the body heat and he said it's it's really interesting because he felt like little dog um saved his life that night by keeping him warm and it's funny because he saved her life or his life his life two years before by rescuing by rescuing little dog um because she i think sorry he was in a very um precarious situation like would have been killed if not rescued okay so it was like very interesting Hmm. um anyway the next day he wakes up it is now day two after the injury 
and he realizes he has plenty of food that he packed, but it's all dry food that needs to be um, reconstituted with water. And the water bottle he had brought with him had been crushed and broken no. during his fall. It's just bad news after bad news. But the good news is, is the, the way, the place that he set up his tent is right next to a stream. Oh, like still, so he's got to crawl to the stream. Correct. So Little Dog, he it was perfect for Little Dog because Little Dog could just run down there, get a drink, come back. He had dog food for Little Dog. All is well for the dog. Great. But he has to go get water to reconstitute his food. All he has is his little, he has like this little pot. It's like a mini mm-hmm. cooking pot to like cook the food in. So he has to go, he has to crawl down to the stream, get the water, <sighs> crawl all the way back up to make the food on a fire that he has to make. But here's the part that was really also terrible. He, um, when he goes down to the river, he decides, okay, I really have to fix this big gash in my thigh because it's going to get infected. That's going to affect me. My, um, what did I say? Panic date is still five days away. So no one's even going to start looking for me for five days. So he's like, he might, he's not going to make it to five days. Hey, sub survivor Pete. He will. <laughs> so he goes down to, when he's at the water, he doesn't have any kind of like first aid kit with him, which mm, this is your tip right now. If you're going to go hiking by yourself with your fucking dog, bring a first aid kit. Bring a first aid kit. Just in case. Come on. Just in cases. Okay. So he doesn't have that, but he does have table salt, which okay. has antibiotics bacterial properties in it okay similar to i think using salt water kind of a thing yeah that makes sense okay but it's gonna hurt like the bejesus and it's a deep ass wound oh i just got the chills so he pours this salt in his hand and he just slaps it in the wound and he starts pushing it in Uh -uh. and it makes like my stomach curdle (laughs) and he just like in their reenactment they they shows him screaming and then they pan back all the way to the back of the mountains and you can still hear him screaming like it's a very good visual like good job people who are cinematographing it um okay so he shoves salt in his wound and it sounds terrible um so he has now made it no all six days ah he's made it he did it so he had all he had the food he needed he was right next to that stream which was great the weather was fine he got lucky. All was good. So he's like, all right, here we go. I'm ready for my rescue. So he is he's l- waiting. He's laying in his tent with his head sticking out, looking up at the sky, waiting for a helicopter. And he's waiting. waiting. And he's waiting. And then the clouds start forming. Oh, no. Mom. And then it starts pouring rain well helicopter's not gonna come out in the rain oh shit i didn't even think about that i was just thinking so about sitting in the cold rain it's pouring 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 so bad that it's like what we would call torrential Ooh. so all of a sudden the stream that was his lifeline is now flooding it is coming up it is coming near his camp it is so bad the rain is so bad boulders from above are I falling slides i would think would they're falling into the stream. And he said it was terrifying to hear the sound of these boulders <gasps> like clattering down the stream. And you've made it this far. Like, right. You're and like, he, I've made it this far. Basically, this water has kept him alive for six days and now, now it might gonna, kill him. Right. And so he's just like, fuck. So. Sorry. I just have to catch my place. Oh. Well, here's the problem. Is Matt's note that he left for his coworkers? Oh no, they never read it. A typical employees. Listen, dicks. If your boss leaves you a note, please read it. Or read email. It. You should read it. You should read it. Okay. Okay. So no one read it. No. So Fuck. they don't even. There is no panic date. No one even knows he's missing, even though he purposely left this. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Okay, so here's what you do next time. You leave a panic date, but then you tell someone else in another circle of friends your panic date. So now you have two circles right, that know your panic date. Good. I like that. As there's cat hair. Sorry. I know you're allergic. There's cat hair flying everywhere. Sorry. Okay. Now, uh, so he has to move at this point or he's going to die. Like he has to. So once it stops raining, he decides that he's going to go uh, 
a thousand meters, which I didn't look up what that was, but a thousand meters below him into the valley. It's a little more than half a mile. Okay. He has to go half a mile below into the valley because that's where he saw that hunter's hut. Okay. Get to the hunter's hut. Get to the fucking hunter's hut. You know what that reminds me? It reminds me of Honey Hut, which sells ice cream around Mm. here. Mm. Sounds so good. Okay. So he, he decides he can't crawl. He has to walk. But he has this broken ankle, and he what? has this jacked up wrist, so he's not sure what to do. And the gash. Right. We've, we've been ignoring the gash, because it's not as... He put salt in it, so it's, it's contained, it's but still. It's still that good. So um, he makes a walking stick out of some of the tent poles that he has, and he packs up his shit, and he starts to go down. He's and like, he has little a, dog, let's go. He has a lot of trouble. Like, he falls down a lot at first and whatever, but then he starts, like, really making some stuff happen. Um, he said he was counting his steps because he knew every step he took put him one step closer to getting to that hut. So he was like, okay, now I have one less step I have to take. One less step I have to take. Okay. So he said, just to gross you out again, he could feel that bone in his ankle trying to come through his skin with every step. What? You're all welcome. Okay. Um, he decided he really wanted to stay near the stream on his way down just in case, because he wanted to stay near water, because that was his lifeline. What was it like? Do you know the temp? You don't know this, probably, but the temperature during the day, do you think? Like, could he swim in the stream to help? No, the water was Well, then his clothes cold. are going to be yeah, and then he'll soaking be wet. wet, too. Yeah. That will give you hypothermia, people. Get ready. Don't there, do that. There's a river part coming, so okay. just wait for it. Okay, so Little Dog was super excited, because Little Dog had been, like, a little restless. Like, why He's are like, we still we in this campsite? Right. So they start going, and he's, like, making it happen on his gimpy leg. And Little Dog goes off to the right and wants to go on this real rocky kind of steep route. I would listen to the dog. Yeah. And because to, the, to the left is a much calmer, more rolling, easier looking route. Mm-hmm. And Matt is like, what are you trying to do? Kill me, Little Dog? So he makes him go the easier route. Well, they get to the end of the route and it ends in a giant cliff. You it should have listened to Little Dog. It doesn't go all the way down. And so he was really mm. pissed that he didn't listen to Little Dog. <laughs> and Little Dog tried to show him the way, and he did not listen. Um, so he has to turn around and go back up a very steep hill to get back to where he was before so that he could go the way Little Dog had originally So a takeaway from this, listen to your animals. Yes. Listen to your animals. They know best. Hmm. All right. It is now the ninth night. Ugh. Now, Little Dog hasn't had food for two days. Oh, puppy. But he still stays with his master. Aww. So they lay together, and they shiver together. And he said Little Dog was shivering more than usual because he probably hadn't had enough food. Yeah, and so he was starting baby. to lose weight. Um, he wakes up. It is now day 10. And he decides he must reach the hunter's hut. Um, he has to go through really thick mountain shrubs again. These fucking shrubs and bushes get out of here. Um, so he is basically trying to make his way through while walking on his crazy mangled up ankle. And he's kind of over top of the vegetation and he did three hours of struggling like this. And then he realizes after very little progress that little dog is really making headway because little dog is down low under the brush again under the brush follow the dog so he decides he's going to do the same thing so he mm-hmm. gets down on his hands and knees with his That's jacked smart. up with his jacked up wrist and starts crawling he's through like army crawling yeah um and he makes a lot more progress um and so they get through the brush and they make it to a clearing and he stands up and he's with the little dog and they look out they can see the hunter's hut but it's across from a raging ice fucking cold river like he can't get your brain what do you do what would you do so he said i'm either gonna die on the banks of this river i'm gonna cross and die or or i'm I'm gonna live or i'm gonna cross it like those are my options i think there are three options there okay i'm gonna die in the banks i'm gonna gonna cross and die i'm gonna cross and live Right. I've played enough Oregon Trail where you can't get past raging rivers. No, especially it's, in the freezing. You lose all your oxes. You lose half your family. <laughs> right. You lose a wagon Mind wheel. Mind the dysentery you have already. Yeah. yeah. I mean, really. So he decides he's going to go through. And little dog's like, I'm on board. 
So he goes into the river. Oh. His, he said his muscles immediately started seizing up because it was so cold in the river. I can't. And he said his biggest issue was he was worried how he was going to propel himself forward because his le- he had one bad leg, one bad wrist, and the gash in his other leg. He was like, I don't know how this is going to work. Um, it's a raging, it's not like a calm, peaceful river. No, no, it's really going, it's going to town. So um, Little Dog, you know, is in there with him. They don't really say exactly what happened to Little Dog, but don't worry, Little Dog makes it. Okay. Um, at one point, though, Matt kind of gives up a little oh. bit on trying to fight the current, and the current actually carries him to the other side of the river. See, sometimes in life, you just have to not give up, but you have to just let life take you where it wants to take you. Mm-hmm. This is my drunk. I love it. This is my drunk voice talking. <laughs> That's a metaphor for life, people. Listen. Listen to it. The river took him to where he needed to be, which was the other side. Yeah. And if he would have fought it. Yeah. He would have wasted his energy and ended up in a place where he shouldn't have been. Exactly. Take notes. So him and Little Dog get no. out of the river. They are both freezing. They are both in very bad shape. They have oh. no energy left. They can see the hut. They start to walk towards it. And he started feeling dizzy and awful. And he thought, I'm going to die mm-hmm. in this last stretch before I even get to this hut. So he's walking, and of course, in the reenactment, everything is like getting blurry and spinny. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, somebody comes running out of the <gasps> hut. There was a hunter and his buddy. Thank God. And they got, sorry, Kenny. <laughs> and, they, and they got there, and they see this like man and his dog like about to die. And they basically come over and like rescue him. They patch him up as best they can with what they have at the hunter's hut. Um, and then they head out on a 13-mile no. journey. Wait. Wait. With a, like an ATV or something, right? No. On foot. No. Oh, I'm sorry. Not 13 miles. 13 hour. I knew it was 13. That's worse. It's exactly. probably it's longer than 13 yeah. miles. Yeah. Uh, so On foot? 13 hour trek no. to raise the alarm and get someone to rescue him. So but not with Little John and... Little John, no. I mean... Not <laughs> little Dog. Little Dog and... Little Dog stays with... What's his nuts? Okay. Matt. So... I'm now on the Robin Hood ship. <laughs> 12 days after the accident, Matt is finally Holy rescued shit with balls. Little Dog. And guess or what? Or Little John. Or Little John, if you want to be part of whatever that's called. What did you say? Not Peter Robin Pan. Hood. Robin Hood. <laughs> Six months later, guess what Matt was doing? Working at the store. Hiking. Hiking. Why? No. In the mountains again with the little dog. Why are you doing it? Stop So that is the survival story of Matt Briggs who fell off a cliff. He got blood on the mountain and he lived for 12 days. Holy shitballs. With his little dog. Little dog. (laughs) Wow, Jenny, that's a good one. Hey, thanks. Just the name Blood on a Mountain, or Blood on the Mountain, I was like, done. You're like, I'm into it. I'm into this. Let's do it. Andy lives. Great. Of course. It's called So takeaways. Listen to your animals. Have a panic date that people actually know about. That you show more than one circle of friends. Yes. Um, first aid kit. Have first a first aid, aid kit. kit. Come yeah. On. All right. So these okay. are your, these are your survival tips. Not that we're tips. victim shaming, but no. But he he literally did this to himself. I bet you when he goes hiking now, he has a first aid kit. Yeah. At least. And he and you know what? It was sad because he did talk about he has a daughter with his ex, and he was like, "What if my daughter never sees me again?" You know, just stuff like that. That's did he just, lose any limbs, or was he? No, they wow. uh, they actually they were able to put everything back together. That's surprising. With some uh, plates and screws and bolts, and he didn't lose his leg. He did not get an infection. That, that for salt sure he's going to lose a leg. No, nope, that salt worked. I also didn't know that. So yeah, great. So shove some salt in those wounds, you guys. Mm-hmm. Isn't that, that's a saying, salt in the wound. Yeah. Yeah. It's Literally. Like, hey, you're rubbing salt in the wound. Well, good. Thank you. Because it's <laughs> going to kill me. It's antiseptic. Yeah. Kenny. Okay. Kenny. Kenny. Uh, a scary creature was terrifying the people of Krakow, which is in Poland. Krakow. Krakow? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. It turns out to be a Fancy. what? <laughs> the Loch Ness Monster. 
Okay, okay. No, I'm just kidding. It can't be that. Um, yeah, I feel like that no, would have been bigger news. We talked Wait, about this. in Krakow? Krakow. Which is where? Poland. Used say to be say the, it again. I'm, I'm tipsy. Uh, a scary creature was terrifying the people of Krakow, and it turns out to be a what? A was war- it a hog? Oh. That is a scary creature. It is. I know. I just watched <laughs> I Naked and Afraid s- last night, and that's... Oh. I was going to say ugly. a raccoon with a can on its head. A croissant. What? There was a, I mean, croissants can be scary if you've ever looked at the calories. There was a very big <laughs> croissant that was stuck in a tree, and a woman called the police saying, there's this creature that's been in a tree for the past couple of days. <laughs> I'm scared that's to open my window. One. And then someone went up there, and they're like, throw me the butter! <laughs> And the jelly, please. Also, the smoked salmon. I don't know what accent that was, but it was terrible. That was not Polish. That was amazing. Terrible. (laughs) Kenny, that was a good one. Oh, I like it. Croissants. Terrifying, as always. So scary and delicious. Oh, my God. I fucking love croissants. I'm I'm always hungry after this podcast. I am not, but I had, again, I had tacos for lunch from Condado, Mm. so I'm very We're making tacos tonight, so. Um, Well, I'm having tacos again tomorrow, so it's fine. It's fine. 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 Um, you guys, this has been Sips or I Repeat. Thanks for tuning in to the episode. And again, don't forget to check us out on YouTube. Bye, guys. Mm-hmm.